stars. First thing, a little housekeeping. I want to address first uh, some of the stuff that you were able to grab from the wrecked cart, as well as one home rule that we use now that there's a healing potion in the game. We'll start with the, that because it's the easiest. Um, when a character drinks a healing potion in combat, they're going to have two choices. They can choose to drink the potion as a bonus action, and they'll roll for healing as normal. Uh, easy enough. If the character chooses to drink the healing potion and use their full action, they'll gain the max benefit that you would get from drinking a healing potion. So for instance, with a standard healing potion, 2d4 plus 2, they would just heal for 10 if they actually drank that as their full action as opposed to rolling with their bonus. The next thing is uh, the stuff that they were able to get from the wrecked cart. Um, since it's a little too dangerous, they're not going to be able to backtrack and go back to the cart. How we're going to play this is we're going to borrow a little rule uh, from Dungeon World, actually, um, with their adventuring gear. So the way it works, basically, is at uh, any point in time, um, each of the characters, Zem and Char, will have five um, uses of adventuring gear. So if there was something in their cart... Um, that would logically have been there. So food like apples or a hammer or crowbar or something in their disguise trunk that they were able to grab, they can say, okay, I'm going to use a use of my adventuring gear to grab a wig. And they can pull a wig out of their pack as if they had it. Um, that adventuring gear item is now a wig. It's not this like nebulous thing anymore. And they'll then only have four uses. Hope that makes sense. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out on social media. Um, and I think that's it. So, um... Last time on Slay the Stars! Okay, welcome officially to episode 21 of Slay the Stars. In our last episode, Zem and Shar spent some time with Kai, uh, the forest druid, we'll call her, learning a few interesting tidbits, like Dalius and Kai met in the past, and uh, Gideon, Shar's old boss, was at one time the Grand Keeper at the Garden. They evaded the grasps of bounty hunters looking for them and avoided two monks from the Garden, Realizing it was too dangerous to stay with Kai, Zem and Shar set off north, hoping to make their way to Morbale as quickly as possible. The two of you travel for the better part of the day and have made it out of the forested area into this rolling plains area between the Twin Cities and the hills mountains of Morbale. Uh, this place is very much like the American Prairie, if that makes it easier to uh, envision. Uh, it's like a sweeping ocean of grass. You see a stray farm here and there, but most of them are really far away. You can just see for miles. Um, and you're walking. When it starts to become dark, you look around. Every place is basically the same. So you can plop down just in the middle of the grass, and you're actually pretty obscure. This grass is waist high, so when you sit down, you're, you're hidden. Uh, you feel safe. As you could anywhere, I guess. What are you guys doing? What are you guys talking about? I'm laughing at a fucking SpongeBob joke that just popped in my head. <laughs> Pioneers used to ride these babies for miles. <laughs> oh my God, the rocks. <laughs> it's funny because I went to Family Guy. Manifest Destiny! <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Let me paint you this beautiful word picture. <laughs> I just poop. <laughs> Fuck your word picture. <laughs> We're the worst. <laughs> You're welcome, America. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I want to spend some more time with um, transferring the spells from the arcane book into my book. 
Okay. Perfect. That is going to take quite a bit because they are second level spells, but you have the time. So, Zem, you set to work on the book, transferring these spells, deciphering these spells, especially Fortune's favor. It's going to take you a bit of time. Char, you're sitting couple feet from Zamira. She's lost in thought, working in her books, trying to transfer these spells into her personal spell book. And um, you feel that presence, that comforting warmth when you know that your patron is near. And you glance around and you see maybe 50 feet away from you, She's standing there, not approaching you, giving you space still if you need it. I'm going to quietly get up so I'm not deserving Zem, disturbing Zem. Jesus, I don't speak for a living. I'm going to walk over quietly. Just go. Hi. Just very, like, genuine smile, but, like, a lot of trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, um, I'm sorry. I've been distant. It seemed like you wanted some space, and um, I've been pulled in many directions, trying to understand what's happening. Are, are you okay? Weirdly, yeah. Thank you for the, the garden. Oh. <laughs> Listen, I don't... I can't make people make decisions. I can only give nudges. Pretty big fucking nudge. <laughs> Maybe. But I'm glad that that at least went well. Um, it was a little scary the other day. Yeah. was not expecting wolves to attack in such ferocity as they did. There's something, there's something wrong with them. I know you've already figured that out. Um, but this, this corruption with the animals, with the monastery, with a lot of places, it can't all be a coincidence. The universe is really so lazy. Yeah. Char, I... Um, I have information for you, but I'm, I'm scared to share it. What happened? It's not, well. Charles was going to like, instead of standing at this point, he's going to find a rock and just sit down or a pile of wheat. Yes. Um, bad things are coming and... I'm. Yes, Jen. I'm so sorry. No. Why? Bad things are coming. Okay. Okay. You're right. I should rephrase that. <laughs> Bad things are here, and worse things are coming. Was that one good for you? You good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that fits. <laughs> I'm walking a fine line here, Char. I care about you deeply, and I want to help you, and I want, I want to help the, 
the creation here survive. But I also have my own allegiances to my kind, and there are things that I can't tell you. I don't even know where to begin. You've already helped so much. Not enough. You, you're kidding, worshippers, though, <laughs> more in an ironic fashion. <laughs> yes, but that's actually... Shar, do you know what gods are? Gods are gods. I'm confused. When you think of what a, what a god is, what it means to be a deity, what are, some, what are some things that come to your mind? Well, I know that they're in charge of things, like you're in charge of very specific emotion and all the things <laughs> that are entailed by it. And you help the people that have felt or will feel that. I think. Is Am I wrong? Sure. The gods, what you all consider gods, we're... The universe, okay. Think about the universe as this huge, expanding web of things, right? And magic is really just the measure of somebody's ability to affect that weave. To pull the strings, to pluck them and make things happen. So, magicians are spiders? In a way, and that makes sense. But some of us are, are born or come into being with a, with a greater potential or with already a, a grand ability to affect, to affect these strings, to affect this weave. And others, they, they learn it or they, they come into contact with somebody like myself who, get, who has an ability to grant somebody the talent that, that somebody like Zamira is already born with. But we are not immortal. Sure, we may not age the way you do, but we can die. And you might believe that that the people, the short-lived, even the longest-lived creature on this plane is just a blink for us. And you, you might think that that would lead you all to have an appreciation for life that we don't, but it's the exact opposite. For, for myself and my kind, the fact that we don't die and can't die is one of the most horrifying, horrifying things because... We just accept that we won't, and so being confronted with our mortality is horrifying. All this to say that there is a reason that we left this place, and it's not because we wanted to, and it's not because... You could die here. 
There was a mortal here who challenged one of us. Though they were not able to, to commit the deed to actually end the celestial being's existence, it was a close call, for lack of a better word, and we were scared. And we left. We withdrew our magic and we left. Wait. But you're saying you're coming back. Soon. Already we can feel that the the pact we made is loosening. I would say we have maybe a few months. In your time. But doesn't that mean that you guys would be in danger again? Perhaps. And there are those of of us who may choose not to interact with this world further. Wait. That person's not still alive, are they? Not in the sense that you're alive, no. But I do feel their presence here. Sam's dreams aren't hers, are they? I don't... I don't know much about Zamira's dreams. I don't have the connection to her that I have with you. Shar, I... um, I'm not omniscient, I can see the things. Think of me, are you familiar with the idea of an astral projection? Arthur, yes. Shar, um, no. I am able to appear near and be this way in the vicinity of those who I have a connection with. So you... Just you, Shar. So I can see Zamira, and when I'm here with you or nearby, I can, I can hear some of the things you all speak about, but I don't know much about her dreams, no. What was the person's name? Their name was Ain, A-E-N, Belthor, B-E-L, T-H-O-R. And just me saying that name is enough to get me in quite a bit of trouble. So know the risk that I take telling you this. I, I, I appreciate the, the trust, but we're just two people. You are far more than two people. And I feel like you've been told that multiple times. You need to accept it, Shar, and step into who you're meant to be. What, what do you want me to do? I think you're on the right path. You need to find out what's happening. You need to go to the elves. They know, they know things. I can't be there, I can't see what they're planning, but 
All the signs are pointing there. <sighs> okay. Do you think they'll be able to... Do you think that they'll accept us? I don't know. I haven't interacted with anybody from the Elvish nation in 2,000 years. <laughs> I don't even know what you'll find when you get there. Did the person you mentioned, do they have any family, brothers, sisters, love interests? They were an elf. I did not have direct dealings with them, so I, I do not know. But I do know that they served one of my own. Oh. She places her hand on your shoulder and says, I know you're scared, and I know that everything I've just told you is a lot, and you're going to be thinking about this for some time, but... And you start to feel this, like, warming feeling in your chest, Char. And she says, I know you can do this. And I know that together, the two of you are going to find a way to stop all of this. Whatever I can do for you, I will. I know. And she looks like she's about to say one final thing. But then the two of you start to hear voices off, maybe like 120 feet. From where you're standing. So like direction towards Samira or away? They're approaching. So the two of you are coming up from the south. They're coming down from the north. So they're walking towards where Zamira is currently. Oh, shit. Two female voices. Thank you. And he's just going to duck down like in the grass and try to get towards them. Like, Sam. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm not looking up. I'm logging. But I, I like I hear you. I'm like, yeah. Sam, mm-hmm. get down. You're going to, like, hear, like, somebody's coming. I'm going to, like, duck, but, like, I'm already sitting on the ground with my stuff, so I'm I'm just, like, <laughs> like covered over it. like. Okay. As these two people begin to approach, I need you both to roll me perception checks. Do you want me to roll a stealth check, Tim? No, you're fine. They didn't see you. It's dark now. Perception. It is not great. Ten. Three. Okay. Wait, have we... We left... This is the first we're making camp, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, correct. Uh, so, the two of you duck down. You're listening. Uh, you don't actually hear what these people are saying until they get pretty close. And you can hear it's two women. But they don't sound like the the people who were at Kai's looking for you, the bounty hunters. You hear one of them saying, I just, I'm so tired. We need to stop. And you hear the other woman saying, no, darling, please, we have to keep moving. It is not safe. There is no cover here and we're alone. I can't protect both of us much longer. And they just keep moving. Are the two of you stopping and interacting with these people or are you letting them pass i'm actually going to interact with them more so that they don't interact with her like if they're going to attack shard's very skeptical about that but that's still not that's not going to change whatever chaos gremlin shit zem's going to do 
<laughs> well, I mean, I'm I'm actually not really interested in in them. I, I like I also a bit leery, so I'm just sort of watching them go by. Um, what do they look like? I mean, do they get close enough that I can see them? It's it's pretty dark. Your perception was not great. So you're staying pretty low. It's dark. You can see a little bit. Um, what you notice is that one of the women, uh, she looks to be human. Mid-30s, maybe. She has short pixie cut hair, medium build, does not look like a fighter. You know, she's not like cut. She just looks like a like a soft, average person. The other one uh, is a drow woman. Looks to be around the same age, but maybe a little older because she's a drow. She has long white hair and what looks to be like a black streak right in the front. It's pulled back away from her face in a ponytail. Uh, she looks like she's had some training, but you don't see any weapons on her. No large swords or anything. Neither of them are wearing armor. They don't look like fighters. The drow woman, though, she is the one saying, like, I'm tired, I want to rest. And the human woman, the one who doesn't seem to have any training, is the one saying, like, look, we have to keep moving. I'm going to, like, rustle a little bit around so it's not, like, surprise. <laughs> not going to jack-in-the-box them. So um, when you do that, uh, the drow woman, she... Even though this whole time she's like, I'm tired, I'm tired. And the other woman's like, I'll protect you. Like, we have to keep moving, though. It's not safe. The drow woman actually steps in front of the human woman, puts her hand out. And she's, who, who are you? Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm who sorry. Who are you? Hi. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm Vise. Uh, um, and she, she's like, I'm, I'm Sita. Whoa, whoa. Shars are going to, like, have, like, his hands, like, completely above his head. Just like, because he doesn't even have his katana on it. He left it at camp. Like, he yeah. does nothing on him. Yeah. And he's going to, before he goes in, by the way, he is going to tuck the symbol away. He's not going to have that out. Okay. Uh, she says, I'm, um, the, the drow woman says, I'm, I'm Sita. This is Zania. We're just, we're just trying to get home. And we were attacked. By some animals. Now we're on foot, and they didn't have. They were zombified, weren't they? Yes. It's only going to get worse from here. We're actually headed north. Oh God. Is everything okay? What happened? We we had our horses. We were we were coming back. We were we went to my home. We were in Tel Nim. For our, for our wedding, and we were coming back to Salt Spire, um, and we were attacked um, by a, a huge creature. We thought it was a, a bear at first, but it was it was not a bear. Um, thankfully, the the um, the horses seemed to to placate it enough. We were able to get away, but now we're just. We don't have a lot of supplies and we're just trying to get there and well um i'm gonna reach down and bag just pull out two apples because that was one of the only fucking things we got and i'm gonna save my adventuring gear for later just like i can 
I know it's not much. I apologize. This is... We lost our horse, too. I was really hoping that this was a centralized problem when I saw it. Um, thank you. Thank you. Zania immediately takes it and just starts scarfing down the apple. Um, and she says, oh, thank you. Um, we've been so hungry. Um, there's the rivers just north of here. We didn't, we couldn't find anybody with a boat. And so we had to constantly travel up and down, trying to find the slowest moving portions to, to cross. And it took days. Anything we were able to take with us is gone. I'm sorry. You said that there was rivers? Yes. Um, I'm sure I was getting a bad feeling about this. Yes. They're, they're not huge. It's a sort of like a scattering of rivers and they all uh, spread out as they come down through the mountains. Uh, some are no bigger than streams. Some are larger. Tell Nim's a pretty far way to go. Oh, yes. We, and Sita says, yeah, I, um, I insisted we go back. We hadn't seen my family and well, I hadn't seen my family since I left to go to Saltspire. I I convinced Zania it would be a good idea to make the trip so that we could actually be wed there, but... Well, that was... That's well, a nice sentiment. Congratulations. Thank you. It was lovely. If we survive to tell the tale, I'm sure others will enjoy it as well. But... But... If you guys go... Don't make a fire. All right. It's, it makes it worse. Okay. I, but you can rest here for a minute if you do need it. That would be wonderful. Do you have a camp or? Well, we're all scattered trying to get up north. Would it, would it be too much to ask if we camped with you for the night? Yeah, let me make sure that that's okay. That would be wonderful. We haven't had a good night's sleep in some time. I'm going to back to Zem. They'll wait. Hey. What is it? There's two people that came down from Tel Nim. I'm going I'm to whisper, like, heavily, like, whispering. Mm. There's two people that came down from Tel Nim. They were attacked by zombies. Like the animals? Mm, okay. Like the wolves? Yeah. I didn't ask specifics yet, but I think that we can let them camp here for the night, try to get some more information on the way north. I mean, do they have, like, do they look like they're... They don't have any weapons on them or armor. They're going to see us. Yeah. And they're headed right so, where we came from. Mm-hmm. Do you want to put on a disguise or something real quick? Yeah, I think... I think I grabbed one of the wigs. Okay. Here, take mine. I'm going to chuck one at you. It's a uh, graying, dark hair wig <laughs> for my adventuring gear. <laughs> I look at this and I'm like, all of the vanity in me is like... <clears throat> Okay, all right. <laughs> and I shove all of my long, gorgeous, youthful hair into this <laughs> graying wig. 
<laughs> so what what name are you want to go by? Charlie. Char just like looks down, turns and go, walks away. As you approach, they're standing there and they're whispering under their breath. Your passive perception's high enough that as you get closer, you hear them saying, um, well, hopefully, hopefully we can, we can sleep here tonight. And he looks like, he looks like he could, he could handle himself in a fight, right? And Zania says, uh, yeah, I mean, he seems, he, uh, he has a, you have your sword. On your side? Mm-mm. No. I didn't. I left it at the camp. Okay. Yeah, he he looks like he looks like he's had some training. He looks um well regardless, it'll be better than us being alone. Are you guys uh I know you guys didn't say you had a lot, but well, you can join us for the night. Oh. I just had to double check you. with Charlie real quick. It's okay. Oh, great. Um Charlie is your friend, um, Okay, yes. Um, and so the three of you walk back, and when they see Zamira slash Charlie, you don't need to roll insight. You automatically see, like, their shoulders drop. They relax. Seeing another woman there makes them feel calmer, more at peace. And uh, they sit down, and they introduce themselves to you, Zamira, and they say, oh, hi, Charlie. Um, my name is Zania. This is uh, Sita. It's nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you, too. What are, what are the two of you doing traveling north? I want to go learn from the dwarves. Oh, that's, that's great. We, uh, we, we just came from Morbale, actually. They're, uh, they're having their festival soon. They were setting up for it. It seems like it's going to be wonderful. You should be there just in time. Well, that'll be exciting. Yeah. It's another little bonus on traveling north. Have you all seen the, the things in the, in the forest? The animals that are not quite right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we have a couple of times. It's terrible. It wasn't like this. We we came through here two months ago when we were heading north um, to tell Nim, and it it wasn't it wasn't like this. Hmm. I didn't realize that so much had changed so quickly. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we had heard we had heard that some of the animals were sick, but it wasn't. A travel concern. We traveled the entire way without without an issue. Uh, we we thought that there was you know some issue with the with the food chain. This is something else entirely. Yeah, it's almost as if they've taken on some sort of weird malicious intent. Yeah. Beyond predator. Yeah. Normally the the animals they. They wouldn't, they wouldn't bother with humans or drow or any persons. They wouldn't bother with people. They would, you know, go for easier prey, but now they seem almost focused on us. Yeah, that's our experience too. 
Well, we're thankful that we found you in this ocean around us. I didn't, we can't see anything. Shari's going to side-eye the draw a little bit. Just and Sita's just sitting there, kind of looking around, trying to get her bearings. So what is it that you do? Oh, um, I actually, I teach children at Zinnia. And Sita says, oh, yeah, I, uh, I, um, I'm an artisan. I, I paint. So, on to, I guess, more happier ideals. You guys are going to Saltspire, you said? Yeah, that's where we're from. Where are you go? Where are you going down there? Oh, we live in the in the Spice Fair. Oh, okay. That is where the two of you yeah. are from. Shark tries to play that one off, like, oh yeah, I've heard of it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Have you all have you all been to Saltspire? Yeah, I've been there. It's a busy, bustling city. Anyone could be through there. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah that's, we've that's been, true. we've heard of it. We come from Ocean Guard, though, which is not technically a lie. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I, um, we've never been to Ocean Guard. We've heard so many stories. It's... Well, you'll never get quiet like this. Yep. It's true. Just a lot about the crime. Oh, the crime. That's why we leave very frequently. I understand. And expeditiously. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand that. Things have been, things have been weird everywhere. We were just from Tel Nim and um, there was a horrible kidnapping there. And at that, Sita looks at Zinnia, not like trying to silence her, but sort of like, she doing what are you doing like why are you telling these people this and Zania clocks that and just kind of stops talking there kidnapping I think we heard about something about that right um I mean maybe vague maybe in vague terms yeah they had uh somebody come through recently I think what's his name uh, I'm sure his memory is actually bad, just as bad as Arthur's. Um, the uh, councilman? Yeah. What, what was his name again? So you're thinking about Silfren? He was there about the thing that was stolen from Annenfell. He's not drowned. You heard about the kidnapping at the garden. Mm, okay. In regards to Nexus potentially having some dealings in stealing a child who was performing miracles in Tel Nim. Mm. Maybe I'm forgetting. Uh, it, it's been a long journey. And when, when you say, when the two of you are talking back and forth about potentially hearing something about this, Sita perks up and she says, oh, uh, have you heard 
somebody speaking about this on the way? Maybe some information? This is... It's a, it's a problem. Can I roll an insight? Yeah. Like, what's the motivation behind that one? That seemed a little... Is that not 20? No, that's a 16 and a 1 on the guidance. Damn your gears. Right? <laughs> your, your insight tells me... I grind me your gear. <laughs> that she... So 23. She seems desperate for information. Like, if you heard somebody talking, she wants to know who you heard talking. Because if it can be a lead that would lead to information about what happened to this child, she would want to know. We crossed some travelers uh, a little while back. Um, they were just, I don't know, they were they wore weird clothes. It's not what we were used to seeing all the flashy stuff in Ocean Guard. It was more subdued and flowy. And, and, and anyway, they were here, they were through, and they were talking about um, a kidnapping that they had heard of, and we didn't we didn't hear too much other than it was a kidnapping and where where they were from. Oh, all right. And she deflates a little bit. Um, what what happened? I mean, you you were from there. Was something? It seems a little odd to kidnap. Yes. Is there a problem with kidnapping? Like mm, lots of. Our no. children. It wasn't a creature, was it? No, no. The child's name was Merxel. M Y R X E L. Can you spell it again? Because I. M Y R X E L. Sorry, my brain and my pen were not doing the same thing. No, you're fine. Though, honestly, the whole city is up in arms. Um. He had the power to heal people. What do you mean heal people? He could, he could place his hands on people and heal their wounds. And it started from a very young age. And He was eight when he was taken and he was already... There were rumors that he brought somebody back from the dead. From the dead? Powers like that haven't been seen here since the age of splendor and never in a child. How long was he taken? How long ago? It's been months, maybe three months now. Oh. The whole drow nation is up in arms about this uh, Lord Vryn, V-R-I-N, is... Is already talking about rallying our forces against the Empire if they refuse to help. The two of you would know that Lord Vryn, who she is mentioning, is actually Mirak Vryn, M-E-R-A-K, who is the drow seat on the council. And at this point, Sita gets a little impassioned, and she says, The drow have been friends of the Empire for hundreds of years, ever since we came to your, to their aid, when they were fighting the dwarves. 
And now they're all wringing their hands, acting like they can't help us find one child. One miracle. Hmm. I think there, there, there is a few drow that live in Saltspire, if I remember. I think the... Of course, yes. So, I mean, there's got to be someone that can help. Is there someone that's not willing to help? Oh, I don't know. I, My family isn't high enough status to actually have any access to any of these people. These are just the things that everybody's saying. There's some people in Telnim who thought that the child wasn't, wasn't even actually a, a, a person, but a god. A god returned to us. What do you think? I never met him. I dropped my papers. I'm sorry. <laughs> I never met him. I only know what I've heard, and stories can be embellished. So Ain't I... Ain't the truth. I can't speak to his actual power, but I can say that anybody who would kidnap a child is a monster. I agree. Regardless of his actual abilities. So I hope, all I can do is hope that he's returned to his family. Um, excuse me. You can see she's, she's kind of upset. And she said a lot more than she had been planning to. And... She squeezes Zinnia's hand and um, walks away and goes to take a bio break or something just to get to clear her head. And Zinnia just watches her go. There's like a sad look on her face. The old Midwestern. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry if we upset her. Oh, no, you don't. She was already upset. Honestly, it might have been good for her to, for her to talk about it a little bit. Um, if you guys were going as far as Telnim, I would have warned you. It's, it's rough, there right now. The, the people there are normally so welcoming and kind, but they just feel so. Like they're not being supported by the rest of the people in the empire. Are there any? Leads or popular beliefs as to who's behind it? Oh, there's so many. So many. A lot of the drow think it's the dwarves doing this to get uh, vengeance for, for the drow aiding the empire 600 years ago in that war. There's some people who think it's the, the orcs who are trying to get the drow to fight with the empire so that, you know, the drow and the orcs can start a new war. It's, you know, there's rumors that a crime syndicate abducted him for some reason. But what would a crime syndicate want with a child who can heal wounds? It's, honestly, nobody has any ideas. The The child was in his bed one minute and then gone the next. Nobody saw anything. Nobody heard anything. It's almost like he vanished. <laughs> That's just terrible. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry that... I don't even know what to say, and I apologize. Oh, there's, there's no need to apologize. It's not like either of you did this. Um, but it's... It's a horrible circumstance. That's for sure. 
I'm gonna stand up, just kind of wink towards them and go over towards uh, Sita. Sita. She's, you can see she just did sort of like a little pacing, walk around a little bit and she sees you and then she tries to pretend like she was coming back the whole time, like she wasn't just like standing there to get air. I'm just scoping the perimeter if you want to help. Sometimes that clears my head. Oh, um, yeah, that's fine. I was doing, doing the same. I'm actually going to roll perception again because I'm genuinely terrified that something's after us. Okay, she'll do the same. 16, 23? So you notice, Char, that Sita is glancing around trying to look like she's keeping watch, but she's not great at it. There's nothing There's nothing focused about her movement. She just kind of glances up and looks around and looks down and then kind of side-eyes you, and she's not really sure what she's doing. Just upset. You don't notice anything. So, I, I know things are tough right now, and I, I apologize. I'll never understand what's going on and tell them it's not I don't pretend to know but if something were to come up and we hear something we'll try to help and I'm sure that there would be plenty of people that would especially Salt Spire and Ocean Guard yeah I'm hoping that when we get to Salt Spire I can at least maybe I mean I'm a I'm a painter. I could make um, posters, maybe try to find information. Anybody who's seen him. Um, all we can do is hope. Like dead, like no emotion. Just maybe you should check the docks when you get there. And then he's going to walk away. She just kind of you don't stay long enough to see her face, but she stands there for a moment and then follows you back. While that's happening, uh, Zem, are you still working? Are you going to talk to Zania? I'm going to kind of make small chat um, with her about, like, so you're a teacher. What do you teach? Um, like, where do you teach? That kind of thing. Okay. She uh, she says, oh, I I teach small children uh, around the age of five, six. Um, I love it. I actually, I live across the street from where I teach. I I teach at the primary school for the Spice Fair Conservatory. It's a really nice school. Um, a lot of the, the children there uh, come from some more of the well-to-do families in the neighborhood. Oh, yeah, that's... um. That sounds like a cool place to go. Yeah, I uh, I just I just recently started there. The old teacher uh, retired. She was a lovely woman, though. Oh, yeah, that's nice. I mean, do you have like a large classroom? Yes, uh, I myself I'm teaching sixteen students this year. Uh, trying to get sixteen five and six year olds to cooperate is not not easy. <laughs> I can imagine. Yes. Oh, like um, herding cats. 
it's sometimes I would I would prefer the cats. <laughs> and as the two of you are saying this, you and Sita come walking back over. Well, I think uh, you guys can get a good night's rest, at least for tonight, and work on getting down to Salt Spire tomorrow. Sita starts to nod her head, and Zinnia's like, well, I um, I could help you keep watch um, if you if you need if you need it. What? Here's the thing. How much does Shard know about elves and drow? Like, does he know they have a shortened time where they need to rest? Because he knows specifically Elvish and Undercommon because he's trained with Gideon. Yeah. I mean, you would you would know that they don't, especially because Gideon works at like all hours of the night sometimes. You would, you might not understand what a fey trance is, but you would understand that they don't seem to sleep like normal humans sleep. Well, at least make sure that you guys can get some rest for tonight and maybe you should leave early in the morning just in case. Oh, yeah, we want to make... Sita uh, says, yes, we need to make the most of the, the daylight because we do not want to be caught out traveling at night. If we're lucky, hopefully we can make it uh, back to Midway maybe four days, four days, maybe a little longer. And Zania is already, uh, they have like one bag between the two of them with like one blanket in it and she's spreading it out and trying to make a comfortable place for them to sleep for the night. I'm going to cast um, alarm, but I'm going to try to do it like on the, on the DL. Okay. Uh, so Zem takes her uh, little perimeter. Anything else you want to accomplish before the end of the night, Shar? No, I think that's okay. I'll, I'll make sure I stay at least first watch if something happens. But Okay. So Zem, you finish your perimeter. Uh, Zania lays down. Sita sits down with her and lays down. And they snuggle up. Um, and Sita does seem to go to sleep or some semblance of sleep. Shar, you stay up for a little bit, keeping watch. Nothing happens. The wind is blowing through the, through the grass. It's very peaceful. Sky's beautiful. It's a nice clear night. At least you're not getting rained on for once. Uh, and eventually all of you lay down, get some sleep. Right before I fall asleep though, um, I want to try to outlast uh, the two women because I would like to do ascending to Rafe but I don't want them to like hear me or notice roll me an insight check that is a natural 20 you are falling you're catching yourself starting to fall asleep and you're like I want to send that message before I go to sleep and Zania is out She's totally passed out. Sita, however, you notice Zem, she doesn't seem to be completely asleep. She has her eyes closed. She snuggled up with Zania. But, like, her breathing doesn't really go ever go into that, like, I'm sleeping breathing. It's She's more in, like, a, she seems to be in, like, a meditative state. 
That's what I would say. Um, I would like to see if I can test that with like just tossing a like a pebble or a twig or like something, not at them, just like in like behind me or something like that, like just to see if there's any shift, like does her attention change at all? Like even if her eyes remain closed, like does she seem like she would notice? When you toss the pebble over your shoulder, she does roll over very quickly and look like, and she sees you with your eyes open. She's like, did you hear that? Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done it. I was just fiddling and I tossed, I tossed a pebble. I'm so sorry. Oh, oh no, you're fine. I'm, I'm just, I'm too jumpy. Um, and she's like, good night. Good night. She lays back down. I give up. I'm, I'm just going to be like, well, sorry, my dude. <laughs> I mean, you could, like, step away a little bit and say it or something if you want to. Yeah, I could. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, I will step away um, so that I can send it tonight because I want it to reset. Okay, what are you sending? Garden a mess, unseen forces at work, met women in woods. Crime syndicate rumored to kidnap drow drow child. More rumors of war on Tamorbale. I'm going to assume you just sent that to me. That was a lot to process all at once. Um, Do you want me to say it again? Yeah, can you say it one more time? Uh Uh-huh. Garden a mess. Unseen forces at work. Met women in woods. Crime syndicate rumored to kidnap drow child. I can't say that. Kidnap drow child. More rumors of war on Tamorbale. His response comes back. It's nice to hear from you. I've sent some friends along ahead to Morbale with some presents for you. I'll look into this child. It seems interesting. War. Less interesting. That's the message. I'm so intrigued. Shar is also going to step away and also send a message. But it's going to be much simpler, which is kidnap child and tell Nim. Garden confirmed nexus. Tell Nim on precipice of starting war on Empire if child not found. I think there's that one. Okay. He responds, wow, this must have really affected both of you. This child seems important. We need to figure it out. We should probably avoid the war as well. And that's it. Cool. And my job is done. (laughs) (laughs) So the night goes. Alarm is not triggered. You get your first restful sleep in a while. I mean, you slept well at Kai's, but there was a lot going on there because of the... Your first consistent two nights of sleep. <laughs> well, wake up in the morning. I feel fantastic. <laughs> I feel good. Arrow in the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Zem, the only dream that really catches you tonight is... You're back in that stream and you can you can feel the water floating all around you and it's quiet 
It's peaceful. You feel alone in your th own thoughts for the first time in a long time. But something pulls your attention towards the riverbank. And you see a boat there. And an old man, very, very old, standing there, watching you. And he throws out a line of rope towards you to try to pull you in. What do you do? Um, so looking at this very old man, does he look, um, like, I don't know how to say this, so I'm just going to say it. Does he look trustworthy? Like, would my, I guess, can I roll a, um, insight check on a figment of my dream? So this is what I'll say. Uh, That's insight, an interesting moral dilemma. Right. I'm not going to have you roll insight because whatever you would roll, the answer would be the same. You can't read him. Oh, I'm intrigued. At all. So if I feel, I feel at peace at the start of my dream, do I still feel at peace with him throwing the line to me? No, that, that peace that you are feeling in the beginning when you see the man, it's not that it leaves. It's not that you suddenly become much more anxious. It's that... There's a sense of your peace being disturbed, and then you realize you can't read that man, and you're curious but nervous in his presence. There's something alluring about him, something that you want to know, but also I'll reach for normal. I'll reach for the rope. Okay. Just as you reach out for the rope, he starts to pull it back in, and you're swept away. Like, like, does it seem like he jerked it out of my reach? Yes. On purpose? Yes. Go fuck yourself, old man. <laughs> you wake up, you say that. Go fuck yourself, old man. <laughs> I was still sending message. Rafe was like, what did I do? <laughs> but, but, but. <laughs> Char, your dreams are much more chaotic. Fuck. You are having these dreams of all these people in your life and they're screaming at you, sometimes incoherently, sometimes more coherently. And it's like all the horrible things you believe about yourself coming to life at the same time. And there's a moment where you, you're you watching yourself being attacked by these wolves, but rather than Zamira coming to help you, she's just standing there watching emotionless and then you wake up as well anxiety dreams are a bitch are they both still there yeah and they're both well Zania is asleep uh Sita has now sat up sitting next to Zania and she's digging in their bag for something uh when the two of you stand up, we'll say you do this at roughly the same time because I want you to both have the realization at the same time. You look out. How large is the alarm? Um, choose a door window area within range that is no larger than a 20-foot cube. Okay. Perfect. So I don't like the imagery of a cube. We're going to say that for this, you made a circle because 
fuck cubes. Uh, I mean, I am a witch. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not concerned. <laughs> so, the entire perimeter where where you created your alarm spell, the the grass is undisturbed. But then, spreading out from that point, you see the grass is perfectly pushed down. Aliens in circles. And lines. You can't see the vastness of this because you're just two people standing in the middle of this giant field. So, but you can see a perfect circle around. So, your circle, the grass is still up other than where you've compressed it. But outside of that, there's a huge circle that runs around you, and you can see rows like lines splitting off in five directions like a grid. A grid was made. No, at this point, oh, it looks to you like a circle with five lines. Um, so all of the tarot cards and all of the other imagery that I have seen thus far in our adventure uh, with the stars, is it spaced similarly? Like the five lines that are... Yes. So so for you, it, it yeah. Imagining in your mind, you can see a circle with what looks like star spokes. This, whatever this is, it's huge. So... Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm trying to wrap my brain around this. So <clears throat> does it look like this was stamped like from above and avoided? So like what I mean by that is like is all of the grass laying down in like an east direction or is it literally spiking out in every direction from our center point? I don't know why it matters other than just to get the visual in my brain. Yeah, so when you, if you step out of your circle to go investigate the circle around you, you see that the grass all seems to be pressed down in like a, like a swirl pattern. Oh, okay. Like it was blown. But then the directional lines are all one direction shooting out from from where you were. Are the directional lines the grass or are the directional lines burn marks or um, withered grass? Like, what? what is the line? It looks like it was pressed down. It does, it's not okay. burnt. It's not withered. Okay. Interesting. It's a legit crop circle that you are in the center of. But nothing set off alarm, even though it's like... So it's a cube. We're not saying cube. We're saying circle. So I guess that's sort of like a dome, right? Yeah. So, like, nothing set it off. And the thing that you catch interestingly here, Zamira, is that it go your it goes right up to the edge of your alarm. You walk this perimeter, you know. So, whatever created this, either watched you do it, so knew where the alarm was, or could sense where it was and knew where not to step. I'm I'm like. My my eyes are big as saucers. Um, <laughs> and Hold I'm, on, nope. I can You get one clap. <laughs> that was good. And I'm looking at like Char, like, and then I'm like eyeing over at the two women, as in I don't know how to explain this. Like I don't know. I mean, obviously for ourselves, but like, what do we say? What do we do? Like, do we just act as like what is happening? <laughs> Like, completely like, maybe we should play dumb. Yeah. Okay. Knowing that Char is also dumb. 
Because I don't think Char understands as much as Zem does, especially with like you knowing exactly like control of your spells and know like what they're capable of specifically. If you take some time trying to gauge how large this is, Zem, you would... This thing covers a mile from end to end. And you walk, you start walking down and you can see that at the, the tip of, so you have the central circle, you have the spokes shooting off of it. And at the end of the spokes, there are other circles. And you're trying to focus this in your mind, trying to paint a word image because you can't see it from above. Yes, I can. I'm going to um, find familiar. And I'm going to, um, like, come over and, and like, like I'm just going to sit at your feet or whatever. Um, and I'm going to see. I'm going, I'm going to send her up. Tora flies up. 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 Higher. She actually has to fly so high that if she were an actual moth, it would, she would not be able to do this. It's too windy. She's too light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gets eaten um hilarious i never even thought of that <laughs> but she is a fey moth so we'll say that doesn't affect her here uh, and eventually she is high enough where she can see the vastness of this thing and it does it spreads out over a, a mile and everything is perfectly spaced all of the spokes are the same size perfectly straight all of the circles at the ends of these spokes that are thousands of feet away from each other, the same size, perfect spheres. And you see that in the center, there is the circle where you were sleeping. There are the five spokes that almost look like a star-like pattern jutting off of them with one circle on the end of each of these spokes. And you also would notice... Actually, roll me a perception check for, I mean, for yourself because you're seeing through her. What was I rolling for? <laughs> perception. perception. Damn, 19. Um. Yes, so 19. <laughs> uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love how you keep thinking that I'm the smart one, but I have a zero. No, no, you're the smart one. He's you're the not perceptive the perceptive one. one. He's perceptive. You're intelligent. You're the smart, I have charismatic the book one. smarts. You have the street smarts, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Um. Zem, what you, what you then notice is that there's no path. You can see where you came up from the south and where they came down from the north. There's a little bit of disturbed grass where you passed, but you guys weren't, like, smashing the grass down as you went. So that's even really hard to see. You wouldn't have noticed it without a decent perception check. You don't see any paths to this other than that, no large machinery, no large animals, no huge groups of people that could have done this. This is not something that could have been accomplished by one person in one night. So when I come back to my own self, and since I'm already sitting on the ground, when I look at this grass, is it like like blades cut? Are they bent like perfectly? Are they just sort of like shoved. I don't know that it matters other than method. 
Like, are they crumpled with that, down? With that perception, I will say that it it looks like it happened all at once. Like, whatever magic or person created this was able to do it all at one time quickly. And the reason I say that is because it's not violent. It's not like every little twig is snapped, but there are snapped pieces. This wasn't gently laid down. It happened quickly. Roll me an investigation check. That's less good. Oh, but I get to add more. Um, 14. When you're down on the ground, looking at these blades of grass, trying to see what was what, what happened here, you... You get the distinct feeling now, looking at this, that this was done by a spell. It dawns on you that both you and Char have a way to uh, to detect any magical presences in <laughs> in the vicinity. <laughs> I but I don't I don't okay. So they're awake, correct? And I, I hope you guys slept well. Uh, Zania's like, oh, um, honestly, I think I probably could have slept even longer, but, uh, Sita's right. We need to, we need to move. We need to make the, the most of the daylight. And you can see that Sita's already packed everything up. Grab a couple more apples from the bag. Just throw them over and reach out to shake hands with any of them. Just, I hope you guys. Thank thank you so much. Um, we we have money from our wedding. We could we can pay you. No, no. it's okay. Are you are you sure? Just... I'm gonna go meet um someone that I met before in Morebale. That don't worry about it. We're we're fine. Oh, you look really excited. I am. A she is. Excited. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sure, it's gonna with um Sita when Char shakes her hand. He's going to use the advantage on the next initiative roll so that they have a fighting chance of getting the fuck down to Saltspire. Uh, when you do that, I don't know if there's any, like, effect that Sita feels other than... Is that... That's a spell, right? Or is it... No, it's your blessing mm-hmm. thing? Mm-hmm. I'll say she does have, like a like, a certain calming but alertness that comes over her. And she just looks at you and she says... Thank you. Travel safe. We will. You do this. You do the same. Um, so I'm going to hug them both. They will hug you both in a very genuine way. Sure, it's not very huggy. He just kind of stands there. <laughs> um, but eventually, they they shake hands, hugs, and they start heading south again. And detect magic. <laughs> Sure, you cast Detect Magic. The first thing you notice is that every blade of grass, everything here has a residue of divination magic on it. Zim, we gotta go. Okay. They found us. Who found us? Oh. Yeah. Are you sure? Divination magic? I mean, Kai had divination magic. No. 
not like this. Do you know what it is? If I had to guess, it could be a tracker. But this is a really... And he looks around like, this is a lot. And he's going to, like, panically start making sure everything's, like, in bags, ready to go. Um, I'm going to... While he's doing that, I want to try and, like, stomp out the pattern... Like, not the whole thing. Yeah. But, like, I want to break it up. Like, I want, like, even if I'm, <laughs> even if I'm mold earth to ruin it, um, I'm going to, Perfect. like, I want, I want, I want to ruin the pattern in case that's part of, part of whatever. Um, because, like, I, like, I, there's, I can't do anything to speed us along at this point, so. Okay. You do that as Shar cleans up the campsite. You start trying to destroy the pattern however you can, unsure of what spell was cast here, what exactly this means. Uh, and eventually, the two of you start rushing to get as far away from this thing as possible. That is where we're going to end this episode. Dun dun dun. Hey, y'all! Thank you all for listening. This week, we have a promo for our friend Grant over at Game Master Monday. We'll let him tell you all about it. Welcome to Game Master Monday. On Game Master Monday, we play a different one-shot RPG in a different system with a different setting and a different cast every episode. I am your host, Grant Nordine, the world's one true Game Master. With a rotating cast of talented and funny players, Game Master Monday strives to shine a light on many of the wonderful TTRPGs the world has to offer. From the most popular titles to the indiest of indie games, we play them all. <laughs> yes? I am. You want to kiss? <laughs> oh. <Yeah. laughs> Clearly misread the situation. He's chill. He's chill. I have a. No, 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 you don't. He gave me and my dad a race. You're fine. Oh, for real? Yeah, do you want some pork? I want to see my dad. I thought it would be hella lit, like we told our (laughs) constituents, if we lowered the voting age to nine. Do you think she could ever fall for someone with a master system? (laughs) She's so pretty. Oh my god. There's no way. <laughs> Game Master Monday posts every first Monday of every month and is available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter at GameMasterMON, short for Monday. Please come join the fun. Our awesome intro music is brought to you by the one and only Isaac Viers. Character designs by the lovely Cam Gonzalez. Produced by our very own Leah Hemrick. Graphics designer, the one, the only, the me, Jen Kearney. And last but not least, our audio engineer, Arthur Polino. Thanks for listening.